Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on December 15th, 2022. Okay, 10 days before Christmas, and I hope you have a safe holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating, and a fun one. And uh, what, what more can I say about that, you know? Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I live in Maine, and tomorrow's going to be the first big snowstorm. We're expecting 5 to 10 inches, so uh, it's going to be fun, and we're looking forward to that. Okay, nothing like a white Christmas in New England to make make you happy. Okay, we're I got a good show for you today. We're talking to a wonderful group. Okay, reading is fundamental. Okay, they are just magnificent, and it's rif.org. If you want to go over there and check that out, I've got Alicia Levy here. Alicia is the president and CEO of this wonderful organization. Reading is fundamental, and also. With Alicia is Sam DeCipio, and Sam is the VP of Corporate Communications, Giving and Volunteerism at Macy's, who helps support Reading is Fundamental. I'm so glad he's here. That's so important, the good work Macy's is doing there, and I can't give them enough credit for doing that. We're going to have Sam with us to tell us why and how and how he feels about all this, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. All right, so please go over there. Every podcast we've done, all 3,800 of them, okay, are over there. Go check it out. Go ahead. You can see the podcast link. And also, um, uh, our seltoday.org is over there, teacherretention.com, all the work we do in equity, and, of course, our magazine, which is our Keystone product, is uh, Equity and Access. That's our online journal. Just click through on that to see the latest issue. Everything's at ace-ed.org. Let me bring on my two guests, and I'll start ladies first. Always, Alicia, are you there? I am. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for having both Sam and I. We're so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here, so that works out great. Sam, are you excited too? Hi, Larry. Yes, very excited. Um, glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Wait a minute. Is Sam a female? Wait a minute. What's going on here? Sam? <laughs> Sam is a female, Samantha. Sam is yes, a Samantha, indeed. obviously. I, I wasn't expecting a female voice. You caught me off guard there. Hi, Sam. When I said ladies first, we're going to go to Alicia. I assume Sam was a female, was a male. You know what? I am happy Alicia taking the lead, so that's all good. <laughs> I can hear by your accent. What part of Italy are you from? That's a joke Italy. because you're obviously British. Okay, go ahead. Where are you from? I am British, yes. Yes. Um, so I am from the Midlands of England. Um, my husband is Italian, Puerto Rican, so that's where the Scipio comes in. And, and, and a great ant- name of antiquity. Scipio, by the way. There we go. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Scipio Africanus, the great uh, Roman general. Okay, the conqueror of Carthage. All right. So uh, uh-huh. it's, a great, it's a great old name. <laughs> I know. Okay, there you go. I know it that. Sam, time. welcome to the show. And Alicia, <laughs> welcome to you. What a funny way to start the show. That makes me happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh. 
Okay, Alicia, let's start with you, though, really, and tell us about Reading is Fundamental. I know you guys have an article we're going to put in the magazine and up on site and all that sort of stuff. Okay, we're excited about that. Maya Appleby, our editor, just loves you folks, as does the entire world, and me included. So go ahead and just uh, tell us all about (laughs) RIF and, 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 and your mission, what you do, which is really just so nice and perfect and all that sort of stuff. Go ahead, Alicia. Well, well, listen, Larry, thank you so much again. Um, what a wonderful way to start the day to be able to talk about um, the importance of reading. Reading is fundamental. Most many, I should say, of your listeners um, will be familiar with it. Riff has been around for almost 60 years. I am thrilled wow. to say that is longer than I have been around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> by, Aaliyah, by 40 years. Uh, by 40 years. Come on, give yourself a break, Alicia. Yeah. But um, (laughs) RIF's mission is really um, important, right? uh, It's about ensuring that children nationwide have access to books and reading resources, literacy resources, that they understand how important that they can enjoy the power and passion and fun of reading. And it's a remarkable organization. It was started, like I said, almost 60 years ago by an outstanding woman who took a book off her daughter's shelf and went down the street to a school in D.C. that she knew had hundreds of children who didn't have that privilege. Um, And it started this movement that has impacted over 100 million children, has distributed over 420 million books nationwide. And, you know, the thing that that surprises people, I've, I've told this stat to literally thousands of people, and I generally get just kind of a shocked look. And some people will say, I don't believe you, and then they'll Google it. Um, but most children in this country don't have a book in their home. It's and without a book in their uh, home, I do know that, it's and unbelievable. it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and wow. <laughs> without that, it, that, that, that motivates, that inspires, right, that creates an interest in reading in if you're interested in yeah. reading, you learn to read. If you learn to read, you can learn. I'll, I'll, I'll point back to where we started with Sam's last name. What a fascinating discussion the two of you had about um, her background and the, and the history yeah. of her name. Most kids, if they can't read, can never have that discussion. And that Good is point. really what Riff is all about. Good. Riff is reading is fundamental. It's RIF.org, everybody, Riff.org. Okay, and it, it, what you just said is, is amazing, and it's, it's, it's astounding, and actually it brings up something interesting. You just said this, and I know you're interested in this. You guys see a difference between just reading, which is good, okay, and having a book in your hand, a physical book, okay? And you just said well, some people don't have a book in their house. Uh, do they have a, a, a – they probably don't have a, a, a Nook or a Kindle or whatever they might have, okay, whatever you call those things. They'll, um, they probably don't have that, okay, either. I mean, they just they just don't have access to the written word. I don't know. Talk about that. Just talk about the actual book, the physical book, if that matters. Alicia. Well, it does, right? It, it I think it sure does. does. I, my, my approach, interesting, Larry, is kind of – platform inclusive, right? I want kids to read wherever they are, anytime, anywhere. You go to a restaurant, you go to a McDonald's, you go to a, a um, metro station, right? You can read the signs, you can read the menu, you can 
you can read um, you can read what's happening in a in a game or a TikTok, which is of course the thing um, that children today are so enamored with. And all that yeah. Heyman said, you know, the the science of reading, to your point, right? The mechanics of reading are critical, but they yeah. have to be intersected with a joy of reading, an interest in reading, reading motivation, frequency, engagement. So Riff really takes the approach that we want kids to read anytime, anything, anywhere. That having been said, if, if a child lives in a home without a book, they are more likely to be reading behind grade level. If they're reading behind grade right. level, they are more right. likely to struggle throughout their lives. So we believe um, that, that, that at, the print book is important. We, we, we also believe that we have to meet kids where they are. Today's kids are digital natives. We've heard that term um, you know, since, you know, 2000, but it's true. Kids today um, consume information in a digital platform as much as they do in a print platform. So we, we believe that there has to be resources everywhere. But we, we've seen, Larry, coming out of COVID, and I'm confident that your listeners have seen this because they're in classrooms across the country, print books are critical. The, the disparities, yeah, the equity issues related to access to technology are critical. So those print books um, were, were um, a resource that were truly and deeply missed. And so the work that we do to get those print books into the hands of kids that might not be connected through technology is, is critical for sure. I, I couldn't agree with you more because books are sub, a, a, a printed book makes reading substantial. Okay? If you hold it in your hand, it's a physicality. Okay, it's something. Okay, and that to me is extremely, extremely important. All right, and it's kind of, if I may, the and difference between like a, like a, like a shelter and a house. Okay, a shelter may pro- give you some protection, but a house is substantial. You have a house to go home to. Okay, and there's a difference oh between the two things. Yes, go ahead. And Larry, yeah. I was just gonna, I was gonna reiterate that we did a huge survey. Over a thousand educators responded over COVID, and we said, what is the most important resource you need? And by far, by far, the answer was print books. We yeah. need kids to have print books for all they the do. reasons you're talking about. It, it, it's true. And, and I, I want to ask you that. What, with reading is fundamental, just for people who don't understand, how did you work? Do you send huge boatloads of, of books to schools? Do you, do you get them into the kids' homes? Do you send out bookmobiles? I can go down a whole list of things. How do you do this? What are you actually doing? Well, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. yeah, I absolutely do. And I will tell you, if I could deliver boatloads of books to kids, I would be right there. And part of the I know you would. I know, um, I know you would. But I'm so excited that Sam's here. Is Sam, through our partnership with Macy's, her, her team helps us do that. We don't, we're not quite to boatloads, but we do, we, we view it in a couple of different ways, right? Much like I said, we're kind of platform agnostic or platform inclusive. We're really delivery inclusive as well. We find that, and we have found over almost 60 years, that the classroom is the gateway to the home. Every child is in a classroom. Every child is there to hopefully learn. And so being able to leverage that footprint, our relationship with educators, educators' relationship with the home, we find that distribution through schools um, becomes mm-hmm. our, our, our best way to do this at scale. That having been said, 
we celebrate reading and have book distributions at at food pantries. Um, I just last week I was at a, at a, a giveaway at a food pantry at faith-based organizations it. at school adjacent um, feeding events. feeding the brain, uh, Alicia. Feeding the brain. I love yeah. it. <laughs> feeding the brain. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. And 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 we, what what we know to be true, what every one of your listeners knows to be true, is that every adult wants to serve the whole child. They want every child yes. to be able to succeed. And we know that reading is the foundational element necessary for a child to be successful in life. And so we want to reach those kids wherever there's an engaged adult, community partner, parent, caregiver, educator. And so, again, the bulk of our book, just for scale, right, we can reach the most kids by partnering with educators in schools and it's and I would I would also say it's not just about the book. The book is the is the is the kind of springboard, but it's it's about engagement and activation and motivation, right? So we we recognize that educators need support, that families yes, need they support, do. that kids need tools. Take what they've read, and 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 really activate it to learn from it. So we create reading motivation activities and tools for students. We create capacity building resources for parents and educators. So it's really about the program that wraps around the book that really drives the outcomes that we're all looking for, which is reading proficiency in, in children. Yeah. And, and a, I, I just have to say, in a love of reading, okay, in a love of reading. We want to build that. In a love of reading. Yeah. We got, we got to build that. How do teachers, who's, who's getting in touch with you to make things happen? Is it parents? Is it PTAs? Is it teachers? Is it principals? Is it librarians? Who's, who's, get, who's getting in touch over at RIF.org? Well, Who makes it happen? Well, uh, and by the way, I'll Sam, you, I'll get Larry. to you in just a minute. I just want to finish this introductory <laughs> part. Go ahead. I haven't forgotten you, Sam. Okay. Go ahead. Well, oh, good. Maybe, okay. the, maybe, yeah. the, maybe a wonderful segue to Sam is all of the, the people that you just mentioned and we get Good. we get phone calls, email um, inquiries. I, I've answered the phone, uh, not me personally always, which is very disappointing for me. But um, from ev- from uh, calls from everyone, from um, Madeline Albright, a former Secretary well, of State, to um, the head of well, Sony Pictures, who wanted to name well, well, a partner too. for a, a um, for a program that they are movie that they were releasing. To every customer that walks into a Macy's nationwide, oh. and when Macy's is running a Roundup for Reading campaign, they're saying, I want to participate. They're saying, yes, I want every child to read, and I want to take part. So our, um, what I call our Literacy Advocate Network has a very broad range, um, and we're able to do it through, um, through partnerships that we've built, um, through um, networks that our partners have, and through just a general sense across the country, this is a relatable issue. There's nobody that you'll ever talk to that won't say, oh, my gosh, no, kids couldn't, shouldn't have books. They'll say, <laughs> I can't imagine that children I don't hope. have books, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I can't imagine that a kid doesn't have access to a book. And what's shocking is that there are literally millions so of children in this country yeah, that don't have access. So when horrible. You know, it is, it's, it, it, but we can fix it, right? This is a problem that we can solve. And when, again, when, a, when an organization like Macy's 
they have committed to an issue for almost 20 years. It's, it's just a testament to, to their understanding of the importance of this issue and their, their ability to activate their network, their customer base, their employee base, to participate in finding a solution. There you go. Right, I mean, said it all right there. Swing over to Sam. Uh, Sam, first of all, I got to preface all this. I'm sorry, Harry Kane missed the penalty kick. Okay, for England. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I brought it up because I wanted England to win. I, I wanted England to win to take it all. Okay, and and I was, I, I was, I really that I, I'm a Tottenham fan. So Harry Kane missing that penalty <laughs> kick had a double whammy on me. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. B, B or C or two, whatever. Number two, since it's Christmas time, I have to tell you the favorite present I ever bought my wife for Christmas was a a, a silver ring. It's kind of got an antique look that was at Macy's in 2005, and I bought it, and it was on sale from 300 to 150, and she loves it, and she wears it every day, and that's a Macy's present at the jewelry department. So there you go. Amazing. There you go. I love that. Okay. There you go. Three. Okay. Can you now that I'm giving you time on this podcast, can I can you do a Larry Bloon at next year's parade? Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I'm, okay. I'll, I'll take that note. I think that's Yeah, uh, and, and now, let me just say I put on a little weight during the pandemic that. so the balloon will be actual size when you get it up there. Okay? And it'll really wow. be cool. So yeah, so you wonder, can, can we, if otherwise, can, otherwise we can't talk, of course, Sam, you know, because i got to get that balloon. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Sam, do you, do, you have, do you carry a balloon in the parade? Are you part of the team? Do you know, I, I haven't yet. Somebody on my team that looks after all of my colleague giving um, is a balloon handler every year. So, yeah, there's yeah. opportunity for folks to get involved every, every single year, which is awesome. Right, and it's a it, you guys do great stuff, okay? You really do. And let's talk about Macy's for a second, that. okay? We, we sure. mean it. it's, a, it's a good it's a good store, okay? And everybody knows that kind of okay. All right, quality stuff. Why? What got Macy's involved with this? Okay, maybe it happened before you were even there, but you continue it. You're the VP of corporate communications and giving and volunteerism at Macy's, a job ninety percent of my listeners would kill to have. Okay, so talk to me. <laughs> Okay, so they would. I know. Not only they would. Sure. Okay. Yeah, talk to me about how you guys get involved and how you stay involved. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And it did start before my time. I've been at Macy's for about five or six years now. So obviously this partnership spans, as Alicia said, nearly two decades. We're in our 19th year. And, um, you know, we just, through that time, have shared the vision. Every child deserves to read. And, And like you said, you know, they've got to be excited by it. Um, and it is something that just resonates with our customers and our colleagues. You know, yeah. if our customers are super excited about it and our colleagues are super excited, it resonates. You get traction. Um, you know, and we just, as a, as, a, as a retailer that has such reach and as a huge employer, yeah, we know as well, you know, and I know we're going to talk a little about the NAIT scores, but just when kids are able to read, um, they're better able to realize their full potential and kind of better pe- prepare for that strong um, future workforce. So, you know, we're a huge Thank employer. You. So we see it from both sides as well. You know, it's such a foundational um, 
skill uh, that folks have. And and recently, what keeps us supporting RIF? Recently, we um, actually earlier this year we launched a new social purpose, Mission Everyone, and it's focused on creating a brighter future with bold representation for all. And as we think about our cause and community work and the support of our nonprofit partners, we really honed in on empowering youth um, through various Sorry. assets. And our partnership with RIF is just so beautifully aligned to that. Um, you know, and we're able to innovate year after year. Um, you know, there's just such power that we've been able to unlock together over this time you know there's just that level of authenticity and trust you know when you talk about something and you build on it year after year um you're able to deepen the partnerships and we are able to come to us and say you know here's where we need your support now and here's how we can partner 365 days throughout the year you know our campaign um which took place in july this year and raised a million one million five hundred thousand through change at roundup so when you go to a store and somebody says do you want to round up your purchase it adds up to real money and that makes a yes, huge it does. difference yes it does um, you know, and so that's a, by the way that's a great wonderful. way for companies to collect for a charity Okay, to give a donation oh, to a nonprofit. Yeah. I mean, just round yeah. it up. It's painless. Yeah. It's painless. It's painless. You know? And the and impact it, that we can make from that is, is really real. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, you know, I have a question. Okay, and maybe I'll give sure. this to Alicia and she'll swing it back to you. Okay? Alicia, yeah. when, when you get a supporter, like, like Macy's, a big corporate supporter. You mentioned Sony before as well. We're talking to Macy's today. Okay. When, how do you work with Macy's? Do you, go, like, do, do, you call, uh, do you call Sam on the phone and say, I need a check for $12 billion, and she writes it that afternoon? Okay. How, how does that work? <laughs> I know that's not the way it works. So how, does, how does it actually work? Do you guys actually get together and think of stuff? How does it actually work as you, as you guys team up? Well, you know, Alicia. Well, you know what's interesting about it, and I'd pick up on something that Sam said earlier, the depth of the relationship and the partnership enables innovation, enables creativity. And I think that um, do I wish that I could pick up the phone and call just about anybody and ask them to invest $12 million in in children's literacy for sure. But what's powerful about um, our relationship with Macy's and I would say to you, Larry, that it's really unique. We work with a lot of corporate partners, but what I believe makes um, Macy's special is it's an it's, it's integrated approach, right? It's not just about the dollars that come to us. It's about mm-hmm. the engagement that we see from their corporate levels, from their, um, from their store levels. I've, I've had the pleasure of visiting so many stores and talking to so many associates who, wow. who, whose children – receive books wow. that are distributed in their mm-hmm. community because of this work and wow. customers that come in. So the, the idea that it's, it's about more than just writing a check, it's about being invested in the mm-hmm. issue because it drives change. And, and to really reinforce what Sam said, you know, their Mission Everyone wow. campaign is really about equity, right? It's ensuring that every child has access to the, to the, the power and the um, impact that literacy provides. And so, you know, the education should be the great equalizer, right? Every child in the country be. should have should a foundation be. that is yep. equal. And so the equity issue and how we deal with that and how we find a partner like Macy's, who's not just committed to saying, 
and I Sam, forgive me for saying it this way, but for checking a, a, a social cause box, right? Which lots of corporations yeah. do, and and boy, I hope they call us because I'll take that because I can I can make an impact with those dollars. But I I really do believe what what a, a, how many relationships last 19 years? I mean, it, the power of a relationship like this is that they're invested. Macy's is special. They invest well beyond just writing that check. And there are certainly others that do it as well. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're no, wonderful corporations. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful individuals, right? And, and, and philanthropies that feel the same way. But, but that, that kind of taking it the next step, saying, saying we're aligned on the outcomes here. And, it's, and to Sam's point, it's not just because it makes everybody feel good. It's because it, it, mm-hmm. it creates equity. It is about equity. It also mm-hmm. creates the skilled workforce of the future that we need. So it's, a, it's an integrated partnership, and I, I think it's really special. And let me make the point, I say this all the time, it also creates the skilled workforce that Macy's needs, okay? And yeah. Macy's is doing the exact right thing. I, I've said this all along, school budgets are have always been tight, and they're tighter now, all right? And cor- America's corporations have to step up. They need a workforce. They have to encourage people to get into mm-hmm. education and become teachers. They have to understand that education right now is not equal, okay, that there are so many underrepresented mm-hmm. groups, underserved groups, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And those are my, you know, it's the old thing, a mind is a terrible thing, the ways that happens to be true, okay? We need all those brain cells working for us, okay? And we have wasted <laughs> far too many, and you know, Macy's isn't going to last forever, nor is Sony Pictures, unless they have somebody to work for them, okay? And I, what, they're, what you guys are doing is from the heart, and I do know that, okay? But there's also a future involved for you guys, and I, th- I think it's just wonderful that you're able to get these things together, okay? And, uh, you know, and just make it just make it work. And I hope teachers... And people listening today understand how Macy's is working with RIF, reading is fundamental, okay? I hope that prompts you to recognize them as Christmas season right now, okay, is happening, and then use them if I may do a shameless plug, but I honestly believe that. The good companies need to um, need to work together. There's, you mentioned this, you know, the, the NAEP scores, the National Educational mm-hmm. Progress scores, came out a few weeks ago, and uh, to, to coin a phrase, they were dismal. Okay, they were pathetic. Okay, and yeah. uh, it, it's bad out there. All right, and the reading scores were nauseating. All right, and we have to do something about that. So I'm going to throw this to uh, well, I'll throw it to you, Alicia, and then you share it with Sam. Okay, go ahead. Talk about that. You guys yeah. wrote an opinion piece. Talk about it. Go ahead. We did, and, and it's an important one. I think you, you touched on some of the key issues, you know, related to the importance of, you know, reading um, for young yeah. children. And I think all of your listeners, because they're on the front line, right, of, of this issue. Uh, let me just make a point. You know, let me just make a point. Uh, you know the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic? Okay. There's only <laughs> one that actually begins with R. That's reading. Okay, in case anybody <laughs> ever noticed that. All right. That's a, and it's also the first one. All right, so you please feel free to use that line because it's the only one that has an R at the beginning. Now, continue. This is how important it is. You may continue. Well, okay. and I will, I will pick up on that analogy, Larry, and say line. without the first R, without, without yeah. the reading, you can't do the others, right? That's if right. I can't read, I can't math. 
if I can't read, I can't STEM. If I can't read, I can't code. All the things yep. that, that, that we need to learn over our lifetimes start with our fundamental ability to read. And so I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's the most important one. They're all important, right? Um, but COVID was, um, you know, people use terms about COVID and learning, the disruption of learning environments, the challenges, right, that students face, that teachers face, that um, families face uh, during, during the pandemic. And those things are all true. But I think what, um, what gets lost a little bit is the, the long-term impact that COVID will have on this generation of learners is, is one that we have to pay attention to, right? The NAEP scores, I agree with you, set us back 30 years, right? The oh, rating scores for NAEP are as low as they were in 1992. Oh, they dropped, unbelievable. you know, unbelievably, right? And yeah, you ask any educator, they're not surprised, right? Because the, the power of the classroom, the power of one-on-one -on -one instruction, the, the expertise that an educator brings to the table to teach a child to learn, right, to read and all the things that go along with it. Um, we lost two years, right? Kids, kids that were entering fourth grade when COVID started, some of them didn't see a, a teacher or a classroom in person until they were in middle school. My son is a middle school teacher, and he oh. taught, um, he taught at the, in, in, in a COVID environment, and he has been teaching in a non-COVID environment. And, Where's and he I'm, I'm, Where's he I'm, he teaches at a, a, a middle school in um, outside of Baltimore, Old oh, cool. Middle School. There I'm you go. Very, very proud. Um, I have three children. I'm proud of all of them. Um, but he, he's been on. You heard that, kid. She's proud of the, all of you. I just want to reiterate that. If you hear that, she's proud of all of you. Okay, just so you know. I could spend hours on all of them, yeah. but he, much like many of your listeners, has been on the front line of this. And and what what we know is that there are there's no infrastructure to catch these kids up, right? There, like there's the tools the tools that educators in a middle school, for example, need to help with the fundamental reading skills that it, that a student that didn't get that because they weren't they weren't in a classroom during COVID, they just don't have those tools. Um, the resources um, that a that an elementary school teacher needs to help because you know parents were trying to teach their kids to read during COVID. Yeah. You know the the, yeah. the NAEP scores yeah. demonstrate the immediate impact, but what we know is that if a child isn't reading on grade level by fourth grade, the impact of them from a socioeconomic, from a oh, um, you know just ability to graduate high school, all the stats will slow. And so many children fall into that category. And, and what we're really focused on at Reading is Fundamental in partnership with Macy's is how do we, and, and others, how do we bring tools to the classroom, to educators, mm -hmm. we, to help them, right? Yeah. How do we bring resources to the families to help them? How do we bring resources to students who, who need additional support? So, so COVID and the pandemic, you know, again, the NAEP scores are a snapshot in time and a significant one, but it's really the long-term impact that this generation of learners will face that we have got to oh, tackle. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, and RIF fundamentally believes is the nation's leading voice for children's literacy, that we need to get people activated behind reading. 
if we can get kids reading, then we can catch them up on other things. Do you think, and, and, and Sam, feel free to join in here, do you think people yeah. understand the, the value, uh, do people understand the value of reading? Uh, really and truly. Okay, do they under, do they, what do you think, Sam? Do you think people get it? Or do they just take I it for they granted? Do. They I, better. I, I think there's a little bit of both, right? I think you do take it for granted. And there are going to be a lot of people on the call that probably take for granted that kids do have a book in their house and um, in their home. And to Alicia's point, most don't. So I think, you know, yeah, that's well, why organizations like RIF and our partnership are so um, key, right? You know, and, and, you know, I have to give a call out to some of the resources and some of the work that RIF's doing um, that we've had the, the pleasure and privilege of being able to support. Like, um, the, the REI, the Racial Equity and Inclusion Initiative, you know, that's getting brought oh, yeah. into the hands of underserved yeah. kids and has the authors and the characters to allow kids to see themselves in it um, and be reflected in the story because representation matters, right? So it's getting the right books into the hands of kids. Um, of Literacy Central, for those that can't. Um, Boy, can't that's a great book, point. You know, we can't that's get a, a book great to point. everybody. You know, we want to get a a new book into the hands of every kid. But Literacy Central that's on um, RIF.org is a great virtual digital library for parents and teachers, you know, and we know everybody's busy and having that trusted source of resources is super important. Um, and Rally to Reach, you know, it's an initiative that's taking place right now through um, March um, to, to get folks to pledge um, to, to, to read 100 books to read 100 stories, to, um, you know, kind of listen along to read alouds. And, um, you know, there's so much, so many great resources out there to inspire. You know, it's about inspiring the kids to want to read. Um, and the more fun we can make it and the more relevant we can make it for them and the easier we can get resources and books into the hands of the kids, the families, the schools, um, the educators. It's, it's only going to help that mission and close that gap. Boy, you you aren't kidding. And you know, I I, always, I often think back. And by the way, but you said a minute ago, and I know you guys are all into uh, equity and diversity and inclusion, and that's what we do here at our consortium for equity and education. Okay, and I know we're mm -hmm. going to carry some articles from you, and you guys are always welcome to send us articles. Okay, I can speak for wonderful. our wonderful editor Maya. I mean, you, we, we would love to include you every issue that we do, and I'm, that's a without question. Okay, you're welcome to just join in and have some fun with us. Okay, it'll be great. All right, and 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 I have to tell you, I think back on uh, um, learning to read, and I always say to people, that's a miracle. I don't know how my teacher taught me how to read. Okay, I have no conceivable mm -hmm. idea, but I learned how to read. Okay. And how did you teach everybody? How do people teach you how? Think about it. It just marks on a page. How the hell does that make sense? Somehow they teach you to read. Okay? And that's a gift. I don't know how they do it. And the other challenge, okay, to me, I was a teacher. I was a social studies teacher in a junior high and high school uh, outside of Philadelphia. And um, we, we, we just assumed that the kids could read that they could read at this level. Whether some of them, most of them probably could. Some of them could, but we assumed they all could. Uh, those kids didn't do so well. Teachers 
I have to say this, in secondary school, are not, they don't understand reading, okay, because it's not taught to them in college, all right? And they have to understand the impact of reading on the, on the subject they're teaching. They think the child may be stupid in math because that child can't do a word problem, but they may not be able to read the word problem or relate to it, like well, Sam was just saying. You've got to have the right stuff in there. To me, it, 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 it's, it's all the same thing, and that's what you guys do so well. Go ahead, you were just going to say something. Yeah, Larry, I was just going to just comment, right? Up until fourth grade, children are being taught to read the fundamentals of reading, right? That's what mm-hmm. the expert educators in those, you know, you know pre-K through um, three classrooms do. Beyond that, it's really about reading to learn. Right. So to your mm-hmm. point, those Good middle point. school educators who are fantastic subject matter experts, they haven't been trained. They don't have the tools they need to help a child learn to read because they're they're making the assumption that 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 building block exactly. was put in place before these children advance to them. And that's really when you think about what the NAEP scores show, what COVID has demonstrated, is that we need to provide support for those educators, for those families. Yes, we do. Because they are, they don't have those tools. And I think for, for mm-hmm. Reading Fundamental, and, and again, amazing partnerships like Macy's, it's about creating a culture of literacy, right? We want to bring that. Wow. We, ha- we, we have wow. a very unique place in a child's reading journey, but it's about creating a joy of reading, to your point, mm-hmm. creating a culture of, of literacy, and so that we serve the whole child and provide provide that joy. I'll share a very, very quick story that my children and my nephew will hate. But um, Wait a minute. You are proud of all your I, children. Am I correct? Proud of all I'm, your I'm children. I'm proud of all my, I'm <laughs> proud of all my children, sure. yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring them into the story right. a little bit. But we were on a family we got, we got about five. With, we got about with, four minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Four I'll minutes. be quick. Go. I'll be quick. It's about, it's about joy of reading for sure. Um, my my nephew, who is the same age as, as my older two children, they're in the car. They're talking about books they're reading, and my nephew says to my uh, my two children, uh, he says, "You read for fun." And <laughs> my middle girl found that story to be hilarious, but I do too. But he is now he is a he is a Division one athlete in a New England school. He is a master's degree in business. My my Two children that you know that are out of college now are both incredibly um, successful, and they were able to build those foundations because we created a joy of reading, a culture of reading, an importance of reading. They didn't. Mm-hmm. My nephew didn't have to read for fun, but he recognized the importance of it, and I think that's really him. the power of 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 what we can do as a society. Right? Engage well, everybody I- in the issue. Absolutely. Is and, he playing hockey? I got to ask: Is he playing Division One hockey? What's he playing? No, sorry, he's he's basketball. He's basketball. Good enough. Kid. Good enough. Which school? Good enough Division to play one. Division One ball. So yeah. He's Which one? Where? 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 He he, uh, he plays up in um, Connecticut at the University of Hartford. Wow. Good enough. Okay, that's good. That yeah. is fabulous. Okay. By the way, I have to ask: Is Sam? Do you have children? I do. I have. Um, she's going to be three at the end of this month. So as you talk about learning to read, um, I have wow. that all ahead of me. She's. It's wow. amazing how their little brains work. I, I, yeah, she can recite is. whole books now. And I'm like, okay, like that's got to be part of this set there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, I will 
echo Alicia in the oozing of pride of um, of our children. But I do just want to say as well, as we think about creating a culture of literacy, and Alicia, you know yeah. this only too well, with our colleagues at Macy's, you know, they are so engaged and so excited when they can get oh. out and volunteer, doing read-alongs, go do books for ownership events where we give books to kids so they can write their name in it and, and you know, read the stories with them. And um, together with Riff, we had a whole group of people fly down to Puerto Rico to rebuild the library and Oh, geez. after wow. Hurricane Maria, wow. and, yeah, you know, yeah. just the impact mm. in the community. Bad it's um, bad stuff. You know, just it it definitely runs through through Macy's and and Riff as our partner. But yeah, it's it's something that people love to do. Stories are a magical things, and if you can start there, it can inspire that love for reading and that that culture of literacy, right? So. You got that right in there. Sam, I know I know you're proud of your daughter. I just want to make that point. What's her name? Just say her name so we know. It's Charlotte. So, so she can so, so beautiful name, Charlotte. Mom's proud of you. And I forgot to tell you something. <laughs> okay, Sam, I forgot to tell you. But my my wife owned a large business in teaching ESL to corporations. English as a second language. Ah, it's my mind. Yeah. And one of our clients was Macy's down in South Florida. Yeah, okay, she taught that. a lot. This is how good the company is. They took the time, okay, to hire someone, i.e., in this case, my wife's company back then, okay, to teach their their employees who did not speak English better English, mm-hmm. okay, so they could learn Absolutely. to communicate in, in, the, in the community, if I may. That's the kind of company you're dealing with here. Okay, I just got to say that. I could talk forever, but we got to go. You two are special and wonderful. Okay, Sam, go go have your husband go conquer Carthage again. Okay, Scipio <laughs> Africanus. Okay, look him up, everybody. I'm telling you, he's incredible, oh, yeah. the greatest generals ever. Okay, uh, and Alicia Levy over at RIF Reading is fundamental. Uh, please be with us all the time. We love having you here. Okay. And it's just, uh, you know, we're we're on the same road here. Okay, so thank you. Ladies, I got to go, but you're just both wonderful. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. And happy holidays. Take care. Happy holidays. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. What great ladies, everybody. That's Sam, Samantha, DeCipio, the VP of Corporate Communications, Giving, and Volunteerism at Macy's. So go shop at Macy's for Christmas. They do good stuff. You heard it here. And Alicia Levy, who's the president and CEO of Reading is Fundamental, RIF.org, and she's proud of all her kids. Okay, that's an important factor. All right? And uh, thank you, Liz Stein, for helping me put together this show. Okay? We appreciate it. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org. How about that? I'm Larry Jacobs. Hey, have a good day. Thanks for listening.